Hey guys, welcome back to Over the Phone. We're in season three now. What is this episode three? So yeah, three, three, right? Uh, we're here with Alex Young. Um, he's an upcoming, I guess you could say politician, if you will. I don't know if that's more safe to say, like, we don't know if he's going to run, but maybe we'll find out. We don't know. Um, so how you doing, Alex? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Jack. I'm very excited to be on Over the Phone. So just to kind of start out here, um, before we get into the major topic, which is your uh, bipartisan effort to end corporal punishment in Kentucky, I uh, kind of want to start out with some softballs, like, um, because you're so young, because we we only have like an age difference by like one year. So um, what kind of attracted you to politics in general? Yeah, absolutely. So I think what drew me to politics was, first of all, my love for history. Um, my dad's a social studies teacher, U.S. history teacher. And in studying U.S. history, you get to see how different players uh, throughout government have made a difference and the power that they've had and the power that they've been able to use for either good or bad has a huge influence on the daily lives of Americans. And that really drew me to politics to want to use the skills I have, including public speaking and advocacy to make that difference in my community. So what are some things you think that you and our generation can kind of lead the effort in uh, maybe fixing issues in America or something right now that you see that that definitely needs to be fixed? So, Absolutely. Well, if, if you know anything about politics, people will say that the world's a mess. Uh, well, politics has never not been messy. Um, but I think, first of all, what needs to be fixed is the lack of civility when we're having these discussions about politics. Um, the confirmation bias in America, it led to the insurrection we saw on January 6th in 2020. We have this fundamental misunderstanding of what it means to be a civilian, what it means to be active in government. And we cannot fix any of the problems we have in our society without a discourse where we can work together to solve issues. And I think that has to be our number one priority. Yeah. And actually, last episode was our first polit- political episode, whatnot, uh, on this show. And I talked about kind of how, um, the parties, Democrats and Republicans are shifting. They're shifting away from each other, which is why I, I'm an independent pretty much. Like I don't choose either party or each side. But um, also when I kind of see that, I kind of focus more on local government because I feel like there's less uh, uh, strife or, you know, kind of uh, problems. So I feel like more Americans should focus on their, you know, mayoral election, their congressman, their state senator, whatnot, because you, you're going to see like we're going to talk about the state senators are very important. So and those, those decisions, those local leaders have a bigger impact, far greater impact on your daily life than the president of the United States. The president of the United States likely doesn't have that much of an impact on your daily life. But your mayor, your state representative, your state senator, they're making the decisions that affect where you work, where you go to school, and decisions that impact your life each and every day. Yeah, because I talk to people and they're like, the president needs this. I'm like, what's the president going to do? He has no idea what's going on in small town Louisville. I mean, Louisville is a pretty big city, but obviously you want, if you want to get something done, you want to call the mayor, but a lot of people don't even know the mayor's name. So um, you got to really focus on who you're voting for when you vote for these elections. So a lot of people do have that kind of cynical view of politicians. Do you have that too? Well, I think it's very easy to be cynical when it comes to politics. It's very easy to say, that no one can do it right. But the danger in that is that you have people that become so cynical that they don't want to participate in democracy, which furthers the problems we have. If you become so cynical that you're not going to vote, you're part of the problem. 
I think it's great to be critical of government, but being cynical can lead to a lack of participation in our government. We need leaders who are willing to take on the challenges, even if it is messy. And sometimes that cynical mindset um, makes citizens less likely to be involved. And if you don't like something in government, and if you don't like the way a leader is acting, go vote and go run for office. That is the way to fix the problems that you're being cynical about. Make the change that you want to see. And I think a lot of people forget that you can call these offices and you can really talk to your leaders or at least a representative for that leader. And um, I think that's something people need to exercise more. And I don't think they're really aware about it. The average guy really isn't aware of that, that they... I think they picture politicians as these, these high up people that they just can't reach and whatever they do, they can't fix, you know? It is so, so easy to get involved in government. As a seventh grader, I was able to do it and we'll talk a little bit more about this, I'm sure on the bill, but it is so easy if you want to find your state representative, your state senator, there's a website you can go to. It has everything you need to know, their phone number, their email. It's so easy to get involved. And I would encourage anyone to, first of all, find the names of their local elected leaders and reach out to them, even if they don't have a complaint per se, but get to know who's making decisions and who's representing you. Yeah, we got to take a break. We kind of got into this real quick, but we're going to take a break real quick. When we come back, we're going to get into the big issue, the corporal punishment bill. So uh, we'll just get back with you guys later. All right, welcome back, guys. I'm with Alex Young, and we're we're just now getting into um, his corporal punishment. Uh, we'll push to ban corporal punishment in Kentucky. So um, so when did you kind of, where did the kind of variables kind of start where you see that there needs, this needs to stop? Or when did you even find out that this was happening mostly in Southern Kentucky? So, yeah, thanks for that question, Jack. So actually as part of um, a group called Kentucky Youth Assembly, which is Kentucky's version of mock government. So in seventh grade, I was preparing for the conference and we needed an idea for uh, legislation to propose in the mock government. So I did some research on different issues in Kentucky and almost by accident stumbled upon um, the fact that Kentucky teachers and administrators can still hit students with wooden paddles. Paddling or corporal punishment is still legal in Kentucky and is still used quite often. Um, so upon my Google research, I thought that was absolutely outrageous that kids were still being hit in schools. Uh, and then things really kind of went from there. I know when I was looking it up, like there's still legal in 19 stage, which I think is because most people have the perception that, oh, that was a long time ago. Right. It's not here. But I kind of doing this research and reading your editorial, I realized, no, it's still with us. So um, so that was how you kind of decided to uh, lead this effort. But how did it shift on towards the, the state level? Yeah, that's a great question. So after we brought it to the Kentucky Youth Assembly, um, I wanted to make an actual change. I realized that it was great that we were able to present in front of other students to make them passionate about it. Um, but I thought on a personal level that it wasn't okay that students were being paddled. So I decided to take the next step. I wrote a letter to my state representative uh, asking him to work with us to basically make the change we wanted to see. And he reached out within a number of weeks and said, let's do it. Let's write a bill in the Kentucky General Assembly to end corporal punishment once and for all. And from there, we tried to garner support on both sides of the aisle. And it's really come a long way. We've gained a lot of momentum. So who was the representative? Was it Miller? No. So it was my state representative. Uh, his name was Jim Wayne. 
at the time. Um, he's retired now, but uh, he was very willing to work with us. And it was, it was great to see leaders to engage with students and want to work with students and constituents to make a difference that obviously I'm very passionate about and that I think needs to happen in our state. So did you do anything in, in terms of going to the Capitol and lobbying for this, or did you kind of sit in the sidelines and let your representative kind of push it through? No, so we've been super active, myself and a few other students have worked on the effort since the very beginning. Uh, in 2017, the year it was first brought, I was able to speak, speak at a press conference in the Capitol Rotunda. Um, the bill didn't go anywhere that year. Um, in 2018, it, it also didn't go anywhere. The pension issue was on everyone's mind. Um, but we were able to garner more support step by step. In 2018, we gained our first few Republicans, um, which if you know anything about Kentucky politics, it's essential to have conservatives on legislation since they're in the super majority. So in 2019, our bill was given its first hearing uh, for discussion only. So basically, I was able to testify before the House Education Committee, which was a great experience and was able to share why we needed to do it and why it was so important. The bill did not pass in 2019, but we kept at it. Um, we gained so much support in that off season. And then in 2020, we had 15 co-sponsors in the House of Representatives um, from all different geographic regions of Kentucky. And it actually passed in the House Education Committee. I was able to testify again. And then later that week, that same week, it passed on the House floor in a vote of 65 to 17. Then the next week it went to the Senate where it got stopped short. So you were writing in your editorial. I mean, I'm just kind of confused why so many of these representatives wouldn't pass this legislation because I mean, it's it'd be a major win for their political records. So uh, what are some factors that you saw that kind of halted it? Absolutely. There's a lot of backstage backstage politics and, and politics, you call it making the sausage, what goes into the sausage, what, what's the messy part of it. So there's a lot of hesitancy, not because necessarily legislators disagree with the idea that we need to end hitting kids with paddles, but because they're scared that a school board member who might think that corporal punishment worked back when they were in school might run against them because they didn't support corporal punishment in the legislature. So there are a lot of different niches. Um, one of the reasons it got held up was because the chair of the House Education Committee and the chair of the Senate Education Committee, it, corporal punishment was actually used in their school districts. So they were getting phone calls from parents saying, oh, we want to keep this. We think it's good. Um, so even just one phone call in that direction was enough to make a difference, which is why it's so important to have advocates for measures like this. So what do you want to tell lawmakers who are on the fence about this, especially in the Senate where you need to get it passed? Absolutely. So what we need to tell lawmakers is that it's unacceptable to be paddling kids in 2021 in schools. In 2018, 2019 school year, 46% of instances that involved uh, students with being paddled, 46% involved students with disabilities. It's unacceptable that we are paddling students with disabilities that we are paddling students at all, quite frankly, in schools. It doesn't build the safe, trauma-informed schools that we need. And if we want safer, healthier schools, we cannot have relationships between teachers, administrators, and students where there's a lack of trust. And I've seen in psychological research where that this where paddling has kind of maybe a good effect in the short term, but overall, 
it's bad for the long term of the individual. And that, would there, you agree? Yes, there is no scientific evidence showing that it's effective in the long term. The American Pediatric Association, the American Psychological Association have all come out and said that it is not an effective method and it creates trauma. So uh, are you very, I guess you say bullish, I'm kind of using an economic term, but like how, how confident are you this will pass the Senate? Well, we are very, very optimistic. We have been working day and night with different senators, um, including Senator jo- Julie, excuse me, Julie Rocky Adams, who is the caucus chair in the Senate, Senator Ralph Alvarado, who is the chair of the Health and Welfare Committee in the Senate. So we're, we're very optimistic that we have the votes. One of the reasons it was stopped short in the 2020 session was because of the pandemic. Um, There were three or four members that weren't uh, attending the session because the pandemic had just hit. But we we are continuing to garner support and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. We will be in Frankfurt and making those phone calls until we can finally end this archaic method. That's great um, that you're not giving up. I think that this is a really good bill. And so is this in, is this in an individual reform package or is this is this part of a broad? It's, it's an individual. Yeah. Right? So right now it's a standalone piece of legislation. Um, there's always the possibility that it gets thrown in with something else. But it's on a state government level, you see a lot more standalone packages, um, whereas compared to the federal level, obviously, it's huge bills, thousands of pages long. Um, but in Kentucky politics, most bills are standalone. Yeah, those bills, they, they just look terrible. They're wheeling them in like on dang cart. It's like, oh, my gosh. But <laughs> um, so so my last question to kind of conclude things up is um, what can the people of Kentucky do to get this bill pushed through the Senate and get it out? Yeah, we can use support by calling your legislators, letting them know. So go to the Kentucky Legislative Research Commission's website. Find out who your legislator is, not just for this effort, but to be able to make a difference in your community. Call them on that message line. Tell them that it's time to end corporal punishment. We can use that support. And on a separate note, anyone encourage um, anyone who is considering going into a career in government, or anyone that just wants to play an active role in their community, I'd encourage you to reach out to your representatives and take an active stance in your committee. Excuse me, community. Know who your elected officials are, and know know that people want to hear your voice. Don't be cynical. Be ambitious and be willing to take on the challenges of your community because it is messy but we need leaders who are willing to take challenges and i do think as an individual there's more power in local government than than um than national government because obviously you're not being able to petition the president as much as you could your your mayor so i want to thank you for coming on over the phone You're, you're a fast talker you're good at this so uh you're a lot better than uh, a lot of people we, we kind of do this with, but um, I want to thank everyone for listening and uh, get out, help with this bill and learn who your elected officials are. So see you guys later.